We want to welcome everyone to the podcast. We call this From the Preacher Study. I'm Bob Hutto. I'm the preacher here at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ. My friend and colleague and partner in this endeavor, Kevin Clark. Uh, we've been uh, doing this for, well, quite some time now. Yeah. Got good results. We get good feedback from people. Mm-hmm. Very encouraging uh, feedback from people. And uh, we enjoy doing it. And we hope that you enjoy what we do as we try to teach God's Word. Just uh, go to the Word, explain it, apply it in a very practical way. And uh, we know it benefits us as we mm-hmm. do it together, but we hope it benefits you, the listening audience, as well. We're in Matthew chapter 7. We've been mm-hmm. working our way through the Sermon on the Mount. We're getting toward the conclusion of the Sermon on the Mount. I don't know that we'll finish in this session, but uh, we're getting toward the conclusion. We hope that this has been a profitable study. If you've thought along with us, if you've thought deeply and carefully about uh, this uh, this passage, Matthew chapters 5 through 7, well, then you have benefited. It would be right. almost impossible to think about it in a serious mm-hmm. way. Thinking, uh, Think about it and, and read and study with the view of applying it to ourselves and improving mm-hmm. ourselves as disciples. be impossible to do that and not benefit from it. Yeah. And we hope that that will continue in this session of the podcast as well. Kevin, yeah, some introductory remarks. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm thinking about faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So anytime we present God's Word, we study God's Word, that's a faith-building exercise. And so this podcast is a faith-building exercise, and we hope that your faith has been built. Uh, if you have the right attitude, if you have the right heart, certainly you can be exposed to the Scriptures and ignore it and not get any benefit, but that would say something about your heart. If you have the right heart when the Scriptures are presented, uh, it uh, builds and fortifies your spirit. And so we hope that uh, that's been the case for you. And we're very thankful for this format that we can build your faith through the study of God's Word. We're thankful for our two deacons, Jason Reed and Mark Townsend, who always make it possible for us technologically to do this. And we're very thankful for the time that they spend and time away from their families and sacrifice their families make in order for us to spend the, this time presenting God's Word through this podcast. So we're going to look at Matthew chapter 7. We're going to begin in verse 15. Jesus transitions here to uh, to a warning concerning mm-hmm. false prophets. And so let's just read beginning in verse 15, and we'll go down through verse 20. Jesus says, Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor figs from thistles are they. So every good tree bears good fruit, and the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then you'll know them by their fruits. And so mm-hmm. he repeats that, <clears throat> begins it at verse 16, you'll know them by their fruits. And he repeats that at the end of this section. So then you'll know them by their fruits. So I'll talk a little bit about this warning concerning false teachers or false prophets. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. We've been studying from... Uh, the book of Ezekiel in one of our classes here. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of a, a passage in Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 13, where Ezekiel issues a very similar warning. He says in verse 1, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel who prophesy, and say to those who prophesy from their own inspiration, Listen to the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Woe to the foolish prophets who are following their own spirit and have seen nothing. And a little bit later, verse 10, it's definitely because they've misled my people by saying peace when there is no peace. And when anyone builds a wall, behold, they plaster it over with whitewash. And so here are some prophets that are 
prophesying, he says here, by their own inspiration, their own mm -hmm. motivation. They've taken it upon themselves to, to prophesy, use that word maybe in quotation marks. Mm -hmm. It's not the Lord who's leading them. Right. It's not the Lord who's inspiring them. They're, they're prophesying by their own motivation, by their own inspiration. And what they're saying is not right. Mm -hmm. What they're saying is not correct. There have always been false prophets all the way back. Sure. Way We see it here in Ezekiel, but even before that, there have always been false prophets. And so Jesus warns his disciples here, beware of false prophets. They may look like mm -hmm. uh, sheep, but, but really they're wolves in sheep's clothing. Another uh, similar warning is Matthew chapter 24 and verse 24. Matthew 24, Jesus says, False Christs and false prophets will arise and will show great signs and wonders so as to mislead, if possible, even the elect. And so again, just another mm -hmm. warning against this, in this case, false Christs, mm -hmm. people who come to you claiming to be the Christ, right. and false prophets, people who come and through their teaching, through their error, they perhaps even lead the elect astray. Another similar passage is 2 Peter chapter 1. And there are I'm sure there are lots of passages we might consider along this line, but 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 1 says, False prophets also arose among the people, just as there will also be false teachers among you who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. Many will follow their sensuality, and because of them, the way of truth will be maligned. And so just like there are false prophets, they're going to be false teachers. And so that's an interesting link. Just like there were false prophets, mm -hmm. like we saw in Ezekiel 13, there will also be false teachers even today. And so what Jesus says is you have to be on your guard. Right. And you have to look very carefully at, at these people and what they're saying and their influence. They look innocent. They look harmless. They look like sheep. But inwardly, they're going to eat you alive. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're ravenous wolves. Any, any thoughts up to this point, Kevin? Yeah, um, we gotta, sometimes we assume that the greatest threats to the church are from government. The greatest threats to the church are from you know, worldliness. And certainly those are some threats. But you know, in the scriptures, many times the greatest threat is the threat from within. And Acts chapter 20, mm -hmm. uh, Paul talks about that to the Ephesian elders, his last address to them. <clears throat> he says, beginning in verse uh, 28, Therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. And listen, verse 29, For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. So he says that look from among yourselves, even among the elders, there will be people that will speak perverse things. And he also says, be careful about who comes in among you because you could have some wolves coming among you and not spare the flock. And obviously, if a wolf walks up and says, hey, I'm a wolf, I'm coming in. Well, you know that, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, no, these are folks that look one way and turn out to be somewhere else. And so just as Jesus says, you're going to have to have a litmus test. You're going to have to have a way to you know, basically determine what's true and what's counterfeit. That's right. So you reminded me of Romans chapter 16, uh, this is uh, verse uh, 17 mm -hmm. 
now, I urge you, brethren, keep your eye on those who cause dissensions and hindrances contrary to the teaching which you learned. Mm-hmm. And notice, notice how in all these passages, it's teaching mm-hmm. that you know they're they're, te- they're speaking perverse things, and right. here they're uh, bringing in. Uh, dissensions and, and hindrances contrary to mm-hmm. the teaching that you learn. Mm-hmm. You know, the teaching and the content of the teaching right. is super important. But he goes right. on to say, such men are slaves, not of our Lord Lord Christ, but of their own appetites. Mm-hmm. And by their smooth and flattering speech, right. they deceive the hearts of the unsuspecting. Yeah. And so that just corresponds to that idea they they look like sheep. Right, right. They're, they're eloquent. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. smooth in yeah. their speech. What they sound is really right. good. And they're drawing away right. the innocent, the gullible, mm-hmm. the unsuspecting, mm-hmm. those who are not on guard and beware. Right. And so they're in, they're just influenced by these very skillful. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they're they're false teachers, they're false prophets. And, and going back to what we we're saying, that the elders in the congregation that has elders have a special job to look out for this sort of thing to try and nip it in the bud, to identify it quickly, because the longer you let it linger, the more cancerous it is. It spreads yeah. and does a lot more damage. So you yeah. got to sniff it out quickly yeah. and take care of it. So I want to make the observation. I think it's an important observation for us to, to understand and realize not everything taught in religion is right. That's true. We, we need to understand that. <clears throat> not everything, or we could say it this way, not everything taught in religion is all right. That's right. And so right. not everything is fine. Not everything is okay. Right. Not everything is you believe it your way. I right. believe it my way. Right. Not, not everything is right. Mm-hmm. Not everything is all right mm-hmm. when, when it's taught in, uh, in religious matters. And so sometimes people think, well, this person is so sincere. He's such a good person. He does so many good works. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that's not the test. Right. You, know, you have to listen to the content right. of what is being said. Here, here are some just some illustrations of that. Mm-hmm. In the book of Second John, Second mm-hmm. John and uh, verse seven, many deceivers have gone out into the world. Mm-hmm. Those who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh, would it be okay for someone who's sincere and a good person <laughs> and doing good works to say, "Well, you know, I just don't think the Christ has come in the flesh"? Mm-hmm. No. Is that all right? No, 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 no it's not no. okay. He has some very strong language here, mm-hmm. a deceiver and antichrist. Right, right. See, not everything is okay mm-hmm. that's taught in religion. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 18, there were some who were teaching that the resurrection mm-hmm. is past already. Well, mm-hmm. well, is that okay to teach mm-hmm. that? No, no, no. No, that's not okay. Right. In the very beginning, all the way back in the New Testament period, we find the apostles dealing with teaching that was incorrect. Right. And that needed to be addressed and needed to be corrected. And so this passage in 2 Timothy chapter 2, mm-hmm. verse 16, avoid worldly and empty chatter. It will lead to further ungodliness. And their talk will spread like gangrene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus, men who have gone astray from the truth, saying the resurrection has already taken place. Right. And they upset the faith of some. Mm-hmm. You can see how strong he is on this doctrinal mm-hmm. matter, this teaching. Not a behavioral matter. It might right. have led to some behavioral issues. Right, right. But the core of it was their teaching was erroneous. Right. And so not everything taught in religion back then or today mm-hmm. is acceptable. So we've got to listen to the content of what is mm-hmm. taught, and we have to be able to distinguish truth from error right. and hold to the truth. Let me just pick it back on something you said earlier, Second John 9. If you keep going on, it says, Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. Now, this is the key part. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, 
Do not receive him into your house, nor greet him, for he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. That doesn't sound like a person who's tolerating mm. false doctrine. Right. He's like, you, you don't even bring him to your house. You don't You don't want to have fellowship gonna, with this. You're not going to support him and exactly. encourage him in his work. That's and, right. Uh, because what he's teaching it's is false. destructive. Yeah. You know, Peter calls that destructive heresy. That's right. That's right. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 3, If anyone advocates a different doctrine and does not agree with sound words, those of our Lord Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. with a doctrine conforming to godliness, he's conceited and understands nothing. Right. Doctrine is important. You know, right. if you were to make a list today, just poll the average person on the street. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, what do you value in the church? Mm-hmm. What's important to you in a church? Mm-hmm. Doctrine would be way down yeah, on the be, list. Unfortunately, A lot of yeah. other things are uh, would be above that on the right. list. But in the right. New Testament... You know, doctrine is, uh, there's premium on doctrine right. and holding to sound doctrine and, and being on guard for uh, those that teach error, being able to identify it and not uh, sucked in by it. And so we need to adopt that attitude as Absolutely. well. Because the behavior flows from the doctrine. That's right. right. I mean, you can't have uh, false doctrine and correct behavior. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So that brings me, we've got a couple of minutes left here. This That brings me then to, to this question. Mm-hmm. How do we distinguish truth from error? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If we're to be on guard for false prophets, mm-hmm. okay, give me a test. Mm-hmm. How do we distinguish truth from error? Mm-hmm. Well, Jesus gives you one test here right. in this passage, Matthew yeah. chapter 7. He does. By their fruits, you'll know mm-hmm. them. He says that twice. We indicated that a moment ago because I knew I was going to make this point, so I want to <laughs> highlight it then. You will know them by their fruits. And then verse 20, you will know them by their fruits. Mm-hmm. Jesus is emphasizing that, mm-hmm. isn't he? You want to know the character of, of what is being taught? Look at the fruit. Right, right. So I, I would, I would uh, uh, conclude that, for example, if someone comes in and teaches and the result of that is immorality. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. Based on what you're teaching, right. well, then I can go out and I can live in a very immoral right, way. Right, right. And that you know, promotes immorality and produces immorality mm-hmm. and people that hear it. Mm-hmm. Well, then that's false that's teaching. That's a sign, yeah. Now, it mm-hmm. might be said eloquently. It might mm-hmm. be said powerfully. But if it promotes and excuses and gives a license to commit immoral conduct, we right. know that that's false. That's right. By that's the right. fruits, you'll know it. In fact, if you go back to that Second Timothy chapter 2 passage mm-hmm. and verse 2, many will follow their sensuality. And because of them, the way of truth will be maligned. And so mm-hmm. I know at least sometimes... The result of false teaching is immoral conduct. And that's if right. that's the case, then you know, okay, that's that's mm-hmm. erroneous teaching. That's right. And I need to reject it. If it leads to laxity in spiritual duty, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay, that's, that's an indication that there's something wrong mm-hmm. with the teaching. Mm-hmm. If the teaching promotes just... You know, just laxness in in prayer, right. or in study, or right. in attendance, right. or you know, you just you you're okay. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. You don't want to become a religious zealot, do you? <laughs> and so, you know, that kind of attitude is produced by what is taught. Okay, that's an indication that's yep. that there's something wrong with the teaching. By its fruit, you'll know it. Absolutely. Got anything yeah. to add to that? Well, and I would say, obviously, that's the point Jesus makes there. The other thing we obviously want to do too is always have a good knowledge of the truth so we can right. discern between truth and error. I, I like John seventeen seventeen. sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. And right. so if we know God's word, that's truth. We can use that. In fact, sometimes people get hung up on, well, I, I've got to study all these different false religions in order to know what's wrong with them. And if you have the luxury of doing that, that's yeah. fine. But really all you need to know is the truth. And if you know the truth, then you know what's counterfeit when you compare it, right? 
Uh, If we just focus on knowing God's word, then we'll be able to say, here's God's word. Here's what this is saying. This doesn't line up with God's word. Therefore, it's false. I reject it. That's right. Every now and then I'll lose my keys at home and I'll have to look for them. I'll look and look. I don't right. keep looking after I find them. After <laughs> right. I find my keys, I don't keep looking right, for them. Right. You got so them. once you find the truth, you That's don't right. need to keep looking for That's right. something that something else. Right. Here's right. the truth. Your word is truth. Right. Buy the truth and sell it right. not. The sum right. of your word is truth. And so, like you said, by knowing the truth, you're able to identify the counterfeit. So we That's have right. a rule. We have yes. a, a standard right. by which we can measure what's taught. And we need to do that with every Bible subject. We, we need to strive the best. Mm-hmm. We, and some subjects are hard, of yeah. course, they're difficult. Might take us a long time right. to uh, understand them adequately. But that's our goal is to study and strive for an understanding of what God would have us to know. You know, one of the things I think about is the spirit of the Brians. We talk about from Acts 17, 11. Here's the Apostle Paul, who's no less of being a, a great Jew. He was a Pharisee, a Pharisee, taught the feet of Gamaliel, was advancing beyond many of his contemporaries. Now he's an Apostle of Jesus Christ. And even with all of those credentials, the Bereans did not take what Paul said in face value. Mm-hmm. They took the scriptures and they searched them daily to see whether the things that Paul was saying were so. That's the spirit, okay? No matter what anybody presents, no matter how impressive they are and how uh, eloquent it may be, I know the scriptures. Does that line up with the scriptures? If not, it's to be rejected. Yeah, that's right. So we need to have that same spirit. That's right. And we may need to grow and develop. We may even have to change our minds sometimes about our understanding. But but we we want to apply ourselves to understanding what the will of the Lord is. That's right. Like Paul says in Ephesians chapter 5. That's right. Well, our time's up. Uh, Just... The thing we want to leave with people uh, in this session is, you know, just be aware. Mm -hmm. Not everything that's taught in religion, not everything that's taught in a church or by someone who claims to be a Christian, those kind of things, not everything is right. So you've got the Word. uh, Compare what's said with the Word. Look at the fruits that are born. And we can distinguish truth from error Mm -hmm. if we have the desire to do so. We we can do that. Absolutely. So let's apply ourselves to doing that. Amen. We appreciate everybody being with us. We hope that we've said some things that make us think a little bit and uh, uh, create in us and build on that desire to know God's will even a little bit better. It's a lifelong, we're lifelong learners. That's right. That's right. And, uh, you know, that's right. We never stop. Appreciate everybody being with us. We'll uh, close with a word of prayer. Sure. Your gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you very much for uh, the day that you've given to us. Thank you for life, health, and strength, all the blessings you've showered down upon us. We thank you for the physical things in life, our shelter, our clothes, our sustenance, uh, the homes we have for those of us who are parents of children you've bequeathed to us, uh, all the many blessings we enjoy. Uh, but most especially, we're so very thankful for the forgiveness of sins and the reconciliation to you that we have through the uh, resurrection of your son after he died on the cross and that shedding of divine blood. So very thankful we can be your children and be your family and call you our father and have the hope of eternal life. We've been very thankful for this study of your word. Your word is a lamp unto us, lights the way and that we ought to walk and follow. And certainly we've enjoyed the studying uh, the Sermon on the Mount, some excellent teaching about the character of those in your kingdom. And we thank you for the revelation of your will on these issues. And please help us to take this as a mirror and look at ourselves in that mirror. And to the extent we see that we're short, uh, that we make the necessary corrections so that we can be what you would have us to be. We have studied today about the importance of detecting false doctrine, false teaching, false prophets. Please be with us in our respective uh, churches, uh, that we be on the watch out for those that come in and may seem like us and 
and have uh, the same kind of sound. And, and yet when we begin to explore, we hear that things are being said, things are being taught, things are being shared. They're not consistent with your word. Please help us to be on guard about that, knowing that false teaching does uh, have a tendency to lead to uh, immoral conduct, laxity in our uh, spiritual service. And uh, please help us to be more informed to grow in our knowledge so that we can recognize the departure from the faith when we see it. Uh, we know that your word is truth. The more that we well ground ourselves in that truth, we'll be able to identify uh, that which is counterfeit, that which is fake, that which is not uh, the truth of the gospel. We ask that you be with the, the leaders of our churches, the elders of the respective churches, that they have a special responsibility to watch out for the souls of the flock. And certainly part of that is to look out for false teachers, uh, not only from the outside in, but sometimes from the inside out. We have folks that come in and seem like they're one of us and Yet they have alternative agendas and start to lead people away from the truth and gather their own following. Please be with the elders that they may have uh, perception and be able to quickly identify those threats and to take care of those threats so that the flock may be preserved and your word may have free reign in the lives of the various people in these different congregations across the world. We ask that you would be with us in our walk with you, that we spend more time engaged in the study of your word, that we grow in our knowledge day by day, that we never backslide. We don't want to be like those in Hebrews 5 that had been in the faith long enough to be teachers and yet need to be taught again the very first principles of Christ. Let us ever strive every day to become more and more knowledgeable so we can see progress. Uh, not only we, but others can see our progress as we grow mighty in the scriptures. We ask you to continue to be with us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.